I'm not 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program.
Thank <laughs>
רגוע ושלם, אני כאן לצדך, אותך אוהב. אני הבן שלך, רק תן לי לעוף גבוה, שמור עליי שלא אפול. מתי לרוץ מהר? מתי עוד לחכות להסתדר? למצוא לי עוד פינות של שקט, אני יודע. כן, עכשיו אני יכול. בתוך עולם גדול צועק, הלא יודע. אתה תמיד אותי אוהב, אני לא שוכח. וזה תמיד אשמור מכל משמר.
Whoa, oh, 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 oh
This is Tel Aviv. In the dead of night, through the dark side streets, speeds a man with a mission, Israeli secret agent James Bonstein, known to those in the Bureau only as Agent 00995, <laughs> which signifies that Bonstein has a license to kill wholesale. <laughs> Bonstein is fighting time as his foot urges speed out of his slick, powerful hupmobile. He whips around a corner and screeches to a sharp stop. 
right in front of the Israeli Secret Service headquarters, the secret organization known throughout the world only by the initials O-Y-V-A-Y, Oive. <laughs> the location of the Secret Service headquarters is known only to a few men. In the back of this building, the international communication system, and as a clever front, the only entrance to the Secret Service headquarters, a candy store. <laughs> Bonstein enters. To the shrewd and calculating agent behind the counter, he gives the password. Give me an egg cream, please. <laughs> there is no answer. I said, give me an egg cream, please. The agent looks at Bonstein with cold hatred as he speaks. Four o'clock in the morning, I should make you an egg cream. <laughs> no! It's the password, you dumbbell. I'm a dumbbell, huh? Give me an egg cream, please, was last week's password. We had to change it this week. Change it? Why? We ran out of chocolate. Anyway, this week we got a nicer one. What is it? Two cents plain is ten cents now. Okay. Okay. So open the secret door for me. I'm making him an egg cream, and now he wants me to open the secret door for him. Open it yourself. Just pass there where it says secret button. Bonstein moves quickly to the secret button. He presses it. A panel of Milky Ways slides to the left. Bonstein enters the office of his superior, the commander-in-chief of the Israeli Secret Service, known as Gimel. He speaks. Ah, Bonstein! I've got the report you wanted. Wait, wait, before you report, let me call in my chief. Mama! <laughs> Bonstein's here! Are you, Bonstein? I've come to give my report. Report, schmapok, look how you look. <laughs> You look terrible. I see already you come down with a cold, and I better make you something. I will look for the organization if people see you and say, look at him, he is the spy who came in with a cold. <laughs> I'll make a little chicken soup, I'll be right back. Bonstein, there's an emergency in New York. Our entire organization is being threatened by the new secret underground group of killers. You mean? That's right. Schlepp. And your job, Bunstein, is to wipe out those schleppers. When do I leave, Gimmel? There's a plane in one hour, and I want you back here in 21 days. Why? It's a tourist excursion flight. <laughs> now, when you arrive in New York, go immediately to 322 Avenue B. Contact secret agent Moskowitz. Tell him the password. Give me an egg cream, please. I thought you changed it. In New York, they got plenty of chocolate. Now, when you contact Secret Agent Moskowitz, he will give you the remainder of your assignment. Good luck. Bonstein's plane leaves Tel Aviv on time, two hours late. He arrives at the air terminal in New York. 
Getting specific directions from passers-by takes him only three days to get to Avenue B. He enters the building. Now to find my contact, Moskowitz. J-K-L-M. Here it is. Moskowitz. A. Moskowitz. Uh-uh. Look. J. Moskowitz. Oh, I'm in trouble. Two Moskowitzes. One of them is my spy contact, and the other... Who knows? Oh, what shall I do? There's not enough time to call Gimmel. I can't wait until tomorrow, and his mother won't let him accept calls on Saturday. <laughs> I'll have to take a chance. I'll take this one. I'll just press his bell and see what happens. Yes, what is it? What can I do for you? Are you Moskowitz? I am Moskowitz. Give me an egg cream, please. Oh, you on Moskowitz the spy, second floor in the back. J.M. in the A.M., secret agent James Bonstein <laughs> from those classic comedy segments here on a Thursday morning broadcast, J.M. in the A.M. Welcome to a Thursday, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. It's the second day of March, ninth day in the month of Adar as we get closer and closer to Purim, which begins on Monday night. Uh, you heard Yair Rosenberg with Lachado D, Ani Mamin, done by Uri Davidi. Uh, Dove Halpern had Smile, Purim Zamru from the Klatsko family, Shmuel Hariri, or Harari, right? Yeah, Shmuel Harari with uh, Olam Gadol. Live Funk done by the Melody Band, Isachar Dove, brand new with Loma Fachadim. And of course, Regesh Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. Welcome to a Thursday. Thanks for joining us. You know what Thursday means for us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. It's a full day of amazing programming. No reason to touch that dial. Erev Shabbos Show with Mark Zamek coming up, presented by our friends at Kedem, and that begins at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline, weekly update here at JM&AM. As I always say, once you hit Thursday morning, there is no reason to touch that dial until candle lighting time. As simple as that. We've got it all. We've got everything you need. We have an amazing, amazing schedule for Thursday and Friday here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty more coming up. Maishi Tischler is next at JM in the AM. Hine matoiv, hine umanayim, kol kol yisro arivim, kol kol yisro chaverim. Hine hine matoiv, hine umanayim, kol kol yisro arivim, kol kol yisro chaverim. Hine hine matoiv, hine umanayim, kol kol yisro arivim, kol kol yisro chaverim. Hine hine matoiv. Hine umanayim, kol kol yisro arivim, kol kol yisro chaverim. Bye. 
diamond ring you are wearing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's 40 carats. <laughs> it's the famous Plotnik and diamond. The Plotnik diamond? Forgive my ignorance, but I'm not familiar with it. Well, uh, between the Star of India and the Hope diamond is the Plotnik diamond. I never knew... You know, I would give anything to own a diamond like that. Oh, believe me, you wouldn't want it. Along with this diamond comes a case. The Plotnik case. The Plotnik curse. <gasps> Isn't that romantic? Not so romantic. If you know what kind of a case goes along with it, it's terrible. What is the curse that goes along with it? Mr. Plotnik. <laughs> Oh, yes. J.M. and the A.M. Thursday morning broadcast. <laughs> that is uh, one of my favorites. Well, they're all one of my favorites. Our classic comedy segments in the month of Adar here at J.M. and the A.M. Uh, Purim Medley was done by Benny Friedman. It's quite a Purim album he's got, frankly. Uh, before that, Maishi Tischler with Achtus. Oh, boy. The topic of Achtus was a very, very big, major theme of my conversation yesterday with Yishai Fleischer. If you missed it, check out the archive, NachumSegal.com, and, of course, on the NSN app. And uh, he was talking about the importance of togetherness, of Achtus, of being on the same page, of being able to interact with each other in light of what's happening now in Israel. It is a... Um, a difficult, I mean, look, there's always difficulties. That's for sure. And we have to keep things in perspective. But um, the protests and the response to the protests and the general atmosphere in Israel around judicial reform, around the reaction to terror attacks, the pressure that people feel being surrounded by a day of hate every day, as we keep saying. Very difficult for our brothers and sisters in the Holy Land. So let's pray for peace and unity and, and action, as uh, Yishai added yesterday. Not just peace and unity, but action as well. Certainly appropriate action, but action. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Round the world of web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galliot's on the background to our news from Israel coming up tomorrow. Malcolm Honline, Vice Chairman, Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Weekly update here at JM in the AM. And that'll be tomorrow on this great broadcast. 
Khaled Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jam Nam. המחלקה לחקירות שוטרים פתחה בבדיקת השלכת רימון ההלם אתמול בידי המשטרה לעבר המפגינים. כתבתנו הדס שטייף מוסיפה כי במח"ש יבחנו את התיעודים של המפגינים בהם נראה שוטר משליך את הרימון. בתוך כך, בית המשפט השלום בתל אביב העריך עד למחר את מעצרו של המפגין האחרון שנעצר אתמול בעיר וטרם שוחרר. העצור בן 27 חשוד שגנב נשק משוטר במהלך העימותים האלימים בקפלן. כתבתנו בתל אביב, אנה פינס, מציינת שהשופט ירון גת קבע כי יש חשש לטעות בזיהוי של החשוד, שכן מגרסת השוטר עולות סתירות ותהיות. שר האוצר בצלאל סמוטריץ' ויושב ראש ההסתדרות ארנון בר דוד הציגו את הסכם השכר החדש במשק. עלות ההסכם היא 14 מיליארד שקל, ובמסגרתו יקבלו העובדים במגזר הציבורי מענק חד פעני של 6,000 שקל, ושכרם יעלה ב-400 שקל השנה. השר סמוטריץ' אמר במסיבת העיתונאים, ההסכם ייתן לנו שקט ויציבות. זה הסכם שהגענו אליו מהר מאוד, באווירה טובה, עניינית וחברית, בלי סכסוכי עבודה ובלי שביתות. הוא מטפל גם בשנים קודמות שבהן לא היו הסכמי שכר, ובהן ההסתדרות והעובדים גילו אחריות גדולה ונכנסו מתחת לאלונקה בתקופה של משבר הקורונה. ההסכם הזה נותן לנו יותר מחמש שנים קדימה, וזה קודם כל משדר יציבות. וודאות למשק, לשוק העבודה בישראל. מדווחת כתבתנו בבירה, נועה ברנס. מכתב האישום עולה כי מועד אתון היה פעיל בחמאס ותכנן עם אחיינו, שהיה שותף לחטיפה ולרצח של חייל בעבר, לבצע פיגוע טרור בירושלים ולפגוע בשר לביטחון לאומי איתמר בן גביר, או בדמות בחירה אחרת בשב"כ בעת שישהו בהר הבית. בנוסף, אתון נפגש בטורקיה עם אחיינו, הוא קיבל ממנו ומנוספים עשרות אלפי דולרים שהועברו למשפחות אסירים או פעילי חמאס. תוכנית נוספת שלהם הייתה לחטוף חייל, היא נעצרה, כשהנאשם נעצר על ידי המשטרה והשב"כ. מנור סולומון, שחקנה הישראלי של פולהם, מועמד לשחקן החודש בליגה האנגלית, לאחר שכבש ארבעה שערים בארבעה משחקים, שלושה מהם בליגה האנגלית. בריאיון עם עידן קבלר ואורי אוזן בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט, אמר סולומון, רוצה להמשיך לחלום ולשאוף. כיף גדול, חיכיתי לזה הרבה זמן. באמת אני מרגיש שאני בתוך, בתוך חלום, ואני רוצה להמשיך לחלום. תמיד האמנתי שאני יכול לחזור ליכולת שלי, שאני יכול להיות טוב גם פה, גם באנגליה וגם אחרי פציעה. וידעתי שזה רק עניין של זמן, וזה רק ההתחלה בשבילי. מזג האוויר למחר תחול ירידה בטמפרטורות, אך הן עדיין תהיינה גבוהות מהרגיל ברוב האזורים. אלה החדשות שעורך יואב מאיסי.
מלונות, מלונות ורד, המציעים 15% הנחה על חופשת פסח במלונות ורד ירושלים, אילת
sailed across the ocean blue he made his famous voyage with the spanish speaking crew the shores of puerto rico were all that chris could reach but if his crew was jewish he'd have reached miami beach Plymouth Rock, and when their crops decreased, a friendly band of Indians took the pilgrims to a feast. If those were Jewish Indians, Thanksgiving we would eat. Potato lockers, matzo balls, and strictly kosher meat. The name of Peter Stuyvesant, we all remember still. He bought Manhattan Island for a $20 bill. If Peter had been Jewish for not one extra sou, he would have got Manhattan and the Bronx and Brooklyn too. At Valley Forge, the Continental Army nearly froze. They spent that awful winter with no food and frozen toes. If Washington was Jewish instead of Valley Forge, the army would have checked in up at Grossinger's with George. I wonder if the tale of Ponce de Leon is the truth. They say that he was searching for a fountain full of youth. If Leon had been Jewish, an ancestor of mine, he would have found a fountain full of Manischewitz wine. J.M. in the A.M., one of my favorites. Things might have been different <laughs> from our comedy segments for Adar here at J.M. in the A.M. Purim is fast approaching. You know that, right? It's going to be happening on Monday night after Tana Sester. We're here, Tana Sester. We're here, Purim, please God. Um, Wednesday will be a Shushan Purim. And we'll continue the uh, Purim selections and the comedy segments to whatever degree we can all through that period of time. Plus, of course, we're your soundtrack for Purim Day on Tuesday. No matter where you are on this globe, ain't no better way to have a Purim Suda with amazing music and more. Uh, keep it here at the Nahum Single Network all day long on Purim. You'll be glad you did. That is for sure. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. Listener Tikva's out there with a Boker Tov. Devorah says she wants to hear the comedy segment with the daughter and the mom who says she will come and help. I know what she means, and we'll get to that coming up next here at JM in the AM. First, this Purim selection from Gidon Levine at JM in the AM. Ich 
Hello. Hello, Mama. Hello, darling. How are you? Terrible, Mama. Terrible. What is it, sweetheart? Tell Mama. Oh, Mama. Oh. Mama. We're snowed in here. Oh. The car wouldn't start this morning. <laughs> I think both kids have the measles. Oh. The doctor can't come until five o'clock. I'm coming down with a cold. The freezer is broken and all the food is spoiled. <sighs> and the house is a mess. And on top of that, Mama, 20 ladies from my Hadassah chapter are coming for lunch at one o'clock. <laughs> Mama, what am I gonna do? Don't worry, sweetheart. Mother is here. <laughs> First of all, I'll go to the supermarket and I'll pick up to eat. <laughs> then I'll take the subway to the Long Island Railroad and I'll take the train. Oh, Mama, Please, darling, to... it's only an hour and a half to the bus. <laughs> and then I'll take the bus and from where the bus stops, I'll walk the 14 blocks to your house. <laughs> and for you, darling, I'll put the children to bed and for you, I'll change the sheets and I'll give them an aspirin. So they shouldn't yell, and I'll clean up the house, and I'll cook something nice for the 20 ladies. They'll love it. Just don't worry, darling. Everything will be okay. Isn't that what a mother is for? Oh, Mama. Thank you. I feel so much better. By the way, sweetheart, if it's snowing and the car wouldn't start this morning, how did Sam get to work? Sam? What's Sam? Sam, your husband. My husband's name is Paul. Is this Tremont 71166? No, this is Tremont 71177. Does that mean you're not coming? It might be the uh, classic of all classics for us in our comedy segments here at JMN. That might actually be the one. Pretty amazing. Gidon Levine before that with Shoshana Yakov. You know that uh, Purim is beginning on Monday night. Tanis Esther, the Fast of Esther happens on Sunday. Excuse me, on Monday. Fast of Esther happens on Monday. Monday night is Purim. We'll be reading the Megillah. Um... And uh, we're on the air. We're on the air Monday, Tanis Esther. Tuesday, as I said, not only will JMNAM keep you uh, Purim occupied, but the entire day here at the Nahum Siegel Network will be filled with amazing Purim music and more. So make sure to be tuned in. It will enhance your Purim experience. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zebin of Yosef and Zechonishmas Esther Basri of Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Concerning the war with Amalek, we learned something fascinating. Kasha Yarim Moshe Abdo. When Moshe Rabbeinu would lift up his hands, then Klau Yisrael would win. If Moshe Rabbeinu would put his hands down, then Klau Yisrael would begin to lose. How is Moshe Rabbeinu in any way contributing to this war in the fact that we know that a person is not allowed to hold their hands up to Shemayim for more than three hours. We learn it specifically in the Rambam. In Bnei Israel and Moshe Rabbeinu, we're in a time of tsar. It was a sakana, was a great danger, because Amalek 
was coming after them with great force. But if the halacha is such that it is usur, that it's forbidden, then Moshe Rabbeinu put his hands down, even though a Amalek could win. This teaches us that there is no mitzias with fighting with a Amalek in winning. If this should happen, that we are over an iser, a prohibition in halacha. Because if we'd be over the iser, if we would transgress the prohibition, that's the victory of Amalek. The Kedushas Yom Tov was once going on his way to a public gathering. He took his young son, the great Satmarov, who would be a future Godelby Israel. On the way, they had to stop the Davin Mincha. The young boy was dressed in a long coat. His payas were curled, and his cap went to a corner. A famous maskil walked over to him and began to make fun of him. He said, Is today Purim? Where's your gragger? On the spot, the young Yoel answered him, If I would have known that I was going to meet Haman on the way, then certainly I would have made sure to bring along my grogger. The very best way that we have to fight against any enemy is to follow the mitzvahs meticulously. If you look through the Navi, you will see that at the times when Klau Yisroel listened to the Devar Hashem and were meticulous in their observance, there were times of peace. On the other hand, when Klal Yisrael faltered, then we see that war disrupted. May we be zocha through our shmirasa mitzvahs, our keeping every mitzvah meticulously, and our Torah learning, our achdus, to have peace in Klal Yisrael, and to have peace in the entire world. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. There we go. Jam in the AM on a Thursday morning broadcast. Going to remind you tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline, executive, I should say, vice chairman, conference of presidents of major American Jewish organizations. He will join us for the weekly update. 7.40 a.m. Eastern time here at JM in the AM. Um, so make sure to be tuned in for that. Uh, Monday is Tanis Esther. Again, Monday is Tanis Esther. Tuesday is Purim, and as we continue to tell everybody, there is no better way to um, go through a Purim day, especially as you have guests coming in and out, plenty of Mishloch Manos and family and friends for the Suda. There's no better way to arrange for a soundtrack for your Purim day than by uh, tuning in to us here at uh, JM and the AM. It is the uh, absolute best. And um, you'll feel that way when you're tuned in on Tuesday right here. Also, Wednesday, of course, is our uh, Shushan Purim edition of JMA. And we have a very exciting week coming up next week, to say the least. A very exciting week. So get ready for that and much, much more. Tomorrow, both Harry Rothenberg and Rabbi Yudin will address us regarding not only Parsha Titzavah, but uh, in regard to Shabbos Zachar as well, big Shabbos coming up. A lot of people who uh, don't always make it a priority 
to head to shul. We'll be going to shul this Shabbos. Uh, rabbis out there have quite a responsibility to inspire those individuals that rarely attend to come on a more regular basis. Let's hope they do. JM and the AM on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Well, uh, Yoni Pollock, who's been with us for, uh, wow, Yoni's with the network for, holy cow, almost eight years. He has said to me, uh, he's strongly recommending that we speak with Rabbi Matt Levy, who is um, who is in charge of a uh, relatively brand new website, gomzuli.com. It says here, your match is made in heaven. It's brought to you by Gamzuli. Rabbi Matt Levy, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nahum, and thank you so much for having me here. A pleasure. I, one thing that, um, and, and I guess this goes for you know certain types of situations, when it comes to uh, uh, dating, to trying to find the right match, for the singles in our community, I, I don't think there's ever enough or too many, I should say. I don't think there's ever too many options or shadchanim, matchmakers, websites. Uh, I think there's, you know, different angles and different uh, aspects of the difficulty of trying to match people together uh, that need to be addressed. And I think it's endless. I think it's endless possibilities. I'm assuming that that's one of the reasons that you felt justified with all the dating sites out there to create Gamzuli. Absolutely. Look, I'll, I'll say like this, you know, we, we want to give Hashem less reasons to go out and do miracles. <laughs> so let's try to create other avenues for Hashem to operate. That's, that's kind of one of the ideas behind it. But I'll, I'll tell you even this, it, it, it's a little bit different. It, it hit home on such a, such a personal level. First off, uh, just uh, have to give a shout out to Yoni Pollock because when I was just being hired as a rabbi, he was the president of the shul in Washington Heights, right. uh, and we we connected very well. And soon after that, he he left the Heights. But um, the the thing why I mention all this because when I was part of a uh, of a shul with a, a probably two thirds of the community were singles, young professionals, and so you know my Shabbos table having people over and then just people coming up to the rabbi and just, you know, I got a sense and I, and I knew that there was an issue here and, you know, I just kind of felt, what, what can I do about this? Some people have like a good, good eye for it, a good mind for Shadchani, you know, uh, Shadchanis, but it, it wasn't, I did a couple matches. It didn't work out so well. People were like, why'd you set me up with this person? So I was like, <laughs> maybe there's another way I can help out. By the way, you should know that it's those credentials that really, uh, convinced me that you'd be an amazing guest for us because I said to myself, you know, it's not just that you're creating a new site and new algorithm, but, you know, you were surrounded by a population that was mostly singles. You saw this, you know, up close and personal. Um, and, you know, it's people like yourself who's, uh, you know, not just concerned about all those around him who want to find their match. You feel a responsibility to help them in any way possible to find their match. So I felt, especially because of uh, where, um, you know, the, the type of synagogue uh, it is uh, and the type of population it has, uh, it gives you even more credibility, so to speak. So what is the new algorithm? If, if And again, you know, I know very little about dating sites, obviously, <laughs> happily married for over 30 years. But what what's the algorithm that's included in Gamzu Lee uh, that may not necessarily be a priority on other sites? So, right. Well, so, uh, you know, I, I, I could go a couple of different directions. First off, what you have to understand, all these other sites out there, the non-Jewish sites, 
they have an algorithm that is so phenomenal, they actually hold back matches for people because their idea is we want you on our site as long as we can. Oh my God. And so what, what a business, what a business model so sacrificing, the, <laughs> sacrificing the future of people who want to be married and have children. What a business model that is. So, you know, the, the thought was if we could harness that technology and, and we can, it's not like this is a, you know, creating a warp speed or something, right. but if we were to take that and put that onto a, a Jewish site where our whole purpose is to encourage people to be able to meet and, you know, get off the site. Right. I don't want you right. on the site. You, you want them, gra- you want them graduating from this go. site. Exactly. So, so that, that was part, part of like the kind of the thinking behind it. And I'll say like this, it, it's a little bit more than just an algorithm. Um, look, we have this initial kind of intake form. And what's fun about it is, well, first off, you should know, I spoke with rabbis, shatchanim, um, psychologists, therapists, like there was a lot that went into the development of this kind of intake form where we ask you pretty much who you are and what you're looking for. Right. And then the other hop is that everything is really like scaled. So we get a sense of where your values are without putting you in a box. Right. And so it's that type of kind of like trying to be open to really getting a sense of who you are. I, I, people have seen this and they say this is much better than any resume I'm, I'm given. But, ra- but Rabbi, you have to admit, and, and again, for someone like yourself spending time with uh, you know as many singles as you have, uh, you have to admit a lot of times they don't know what they want. A lot of times they think they know what they want, and it's really, you know, deep down they're looking to go in a different direction. But, you know, political correctness and other considerations makes one sometimes, you know, write or input things that they may not necessarily be, you know, completely on track with. Absolutely. Look, I can tell you anecdotally, when I was dating, so I was, I've made Aliyah, but when I was dating, I was also living in Israel at the time. And um, I was very into the look of, uh, of, let's say, the Nachlaud girls, the colors and wavy skirts. I really thought that was like, I always thought that was an attractive look. Okay, you know, everybody has their own taste. So, So when I started dating such girls, I realized very quickly Oh wow! I may like the look, but I don't know if the hashkafa really fits with where I'm at personally. And so, you know, sometimes you know, dating becomes like a process of self-growth, kind of realizing, oh, you know what? And in which case, if that's you find, oh, these are the matches that I'm getting. Maybe I should change what I'm looking for. Right. Maybe I need to say that. Like, and so you kind of can go through a little bit of that process um, on the site. All right. So, so that one. So one thing. Yeah. So they so, can. So they ask you a bunch of questions, right? The person has to answer questions that I assume you know will help the people in charge of the site or the computer in charge of the site. Uh, you know, offer some reasonable matches, right? Reasonable, reasonable match possibilities. Correct. But one of the things I found fascinating, frankly. And I need to know how rigid this policy is, is that uh, you're you're asking the two people involved to have a five or 15. I don't remember exactly how much it is, but a limited Zoom meeting, a limited Zoom meeting, not to meet in person, but a limited Zoom meeting. And then if they're interested in continuing after that, another longer Zoom meeting. And then after that, you're, you know, that they can go ahead and get the. Now, these, is this a very rigid policy? Is this very strict or these are guidelines? How would you describe it? So I say this is the process that happens on the platform. That's what I would say. So initially, you essentially you create your profile 
every uh, so often, normally now we have it set up as weekly, you get a potential match. We call them Zulis, like to be cute with it. Um, and so you, you, you get a Zuli or two, and then you can look at the profile. Now, the thing is, this is kind of just the idea of uh, the next, well, I'll say like this, the next step after you get this profile is if you were to say yes, then the first time you meet is on the platform for 15 minutes. Right. And the idea behind this is it's a low level of commitment. You know, normally you go on a date, it's an hour to get there. It's two hours on the date. It's an hour to get back. Right. Forget the prep time. You know, that's a, that's your entire evening. Yeah, and, so, and someone's you know paying what? for it also. <laughs> <laughs> you know, both sides, you know? Right. Um, and so, so the idea is, wait a second, let's kind of like lower the barrier of entry. Let's make it a little bit simpler and a little bit more streamlined and do this from the comfort of your home. So if you see somebody you're interested in, before you decide to give it a whole evening, before you start going checking references and having other people check references and all this and that, why not just spend 15 minutes? And it's, you know, and hey, you're from your, you're in your home, it's everything. And so then look, the thing is, anything can happen during those 15 minutes. If you guys want to give each other your, your actual information and go off the site, I'm not going to stop you. Right. Understood. But what we'll do is we, we offer you one more after that, this time right. for 45 minutes, and then we'll, tri- we'll, we'll switch your references and you can take it from there. Right. The, one of the basic ideas behind the whole thing is empowering the single themselves. That was, that was a lot of the messaging that I heard from like my congregants that it was like, I just feel so helpless. And so like I had no control over this whole process. Understood. And so partially this platform was like, how can we give more of that control to you? Are, are there a lot of members of the website? So we, we do like to hold the numbers a little bit to ourselves, but thank God we have over 500 people so far. And why and is this? And why, you, and why is the site called Gamzuli? Oh, okay. So so well. So the idea is Gamzulatova. This too is for the good, as where maybe you think you're in a bad situation. No, really, it's it's good, but not just stop Gamzuli. This too is for me. Be open to seeing people. Be 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 interested in you know connecting and and it's only fifteen minutes. You know. Right. Uh, is it is it expensive to register on the site? Right now, it's all free, and we always hope to offer some sort of free version. Eventually, we do hope to have some sort of subscription model, but look, we're, you know... something reasonable, something, you know, it will be less than your day out, you know, with a, you know, at a, at a restaurant. And, and is it a committee? Is it a committee of human beings that's matching up? Is it in fact a computer algorithm who who's on the back end making these recommendations uh, to both sides? So, so it's really, there's an algorithm, but I would say it's operated by yours truly. And I have a, a, a small team with me. My wife is one of the people on that team. So, so the truth is that, you know, there is a human touch to the algorithm behind it. Is your wife a better Shadchan than you are? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> are the two of you responsible for any Shaduchim yet? So far, no. But what I can tell you is like this, we have had... So many people meeting and continuing off the site. So meaning we only kind of encourage the meet as it were after that, it's up to you. However you want to go. We're now following up with people who like, it's been about seven weeks since we've launched, but now we're having, we're finding that people are still continuing with their, you know, uh, dating and whatnot. So we're, we're very excited and maybe who knows, maybe we'll hear about some weddings coming up soon. I didn't realize it's only seven weeks. Call a cavo to you because the website does not look like it's only seven weeks old. And if you have the numbers that you just described, that's also a pretty 
big accomplishment for just seven weeks. So call out Kavod, and I hope that you have great success with this. The The website, for those of you who are single, for those of you who are parents of singles, for those of you who are grandparents of singles, you may want to write this down, gamzuli.com. It's spelled G-A-M-Z-U-L-I.com. Again, G A M. Gum, Zuli, Z-U-L-I.com. And there one can register and get involved in the process. And um, Gum Zuli will take care of the meat. They won't necessarily take care of the in-person greet, but they'll take care of making sure people meet uh, via Zoom. Uh, and uh, and then they can have the option uh, after the recommendation by Gum Zuli to continue if they wish. Rabbi Matt Levy, anything else you'd like to add about Gum Zuli? I say like this, this is, you know, it's for the people. The more people who know about it, the more people we can get onto it, and the more everybody can kind of help each other. Again, the whole idea is empowering the single, empowering the person out there. So we'd love to see you on it. It would be uh, great for everyone. By the way, do you and your wife avoid the international meet? I mean, if, you, if there's an algorithm or if the two of you feel that somebody in New York and somebody in Jerusalem would be a great match, do you geographically uh, deter from that type of match, or would you encourage it? You know, um, I would say long-distance relationship in general is a very difficult thing, but on our site, you can choose that for yourself. So if you want to mark love knows no boundary, you can pick that, and you can date anybody around the world. We already have people in 10 different countries around the world. I see. You've already thought of this, which is really cool. Uh, to you, to you and your wife, I wish you a lot of success. You understand that everybody involved in what you're doing on whatever level, whether they're a shadchan, whether it's a person sitting in their home, making phone calls and, uh, and then thinking of matches, whether it's people running websites like yours, especially with the, uh, intent and the, uh, uh, and the sincerity that you're running yours. Uh, obviously you're doing a really, really good thing. And our goal is to see the Jewish community increase worldwide. And obviously this is a great avenue to make it happen. So call like a vote to you and good luck with this. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Rabbi Matt Levy, uh, he and his wife are in charge of Gamzu Lee. And we're highly recommending it to um, a singles in the observant Jewish world. And again, if you're a parent of a single, I know sometimes it's hard to make a recommendation, but you may well, you may want to try to, you know, <laughs> leave some uh, hint somewhere around the house that it's a good website or maybe get one of your kids' friends to recommend it to them. Anyway, it's gamzuli.com, G-A-M-Z-U-L-I.com and Kalakavod uh, to the Levies. Uh, more coming up. You're listening to a Thursday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM. Another great example of our Purim selections here at JM in the AM.
in the AM with uh, Kiva Simcha done by the rabbi's sons here on a uh, Thursday morning broadcast. Nakdishach, that was from Leviathan. Daddy was in there with Od Yushamam and Achim Philip. Did, we didn't get the entire song in. <laughs> that was a little bit of a technical problem on my part. Uh, but his La Yehudim was on the air here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com and the NachumSegal Network, and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Big shout-out to our friends at A&A, Chables and Hyman. It gives you a 10% discount with promo code radio at the website kosherdogs.net, and I've been on a certain kick over the last couple of weeks. That is the knockworst kick, KK, knockworst kick, 
Get yourself over to a great supermarket, maybe Aaron's Casino Farms or something like that. Check out the knockwurst packages from A&H. Grab one. Get some rolls, maybe some relish, barbecue sauce, whatever you like to put on your hot dog. Boil them up, and you will just absolutely love They're so good. They're so good. A&H knockwurst, so, so good. Anyway, um, I digress. Kosherdogs.net, 10% discount. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. That I could tell you. Uh, Mark Zamek with the Arab Shabbos Show coming up at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Coming up at 11 a.m. this morning, it's Jesse Zweig with a Thursday live lunch. That'll be happening at um, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Feel free to comment on the app during any of our shows here at JM in the AM. Um, What else do we have here? Um, Schwigger is complimenting our comedy segments. Thank you. Oh, that's funny. Someone asked for Moskowitz the Spy. I did it earlier. I did it earlier without even seeing the request. That's funny. Um, Nahal, many of us listeners know the comedy segments by heart. Do you think we still laugh at the punchline? Of course we do. Yeah, so do I. That's why we still play them. It's incredible. Uh, listener Lighthouse wants to hear the one with the soldier. I don't remember that one's called. i got to check it out. And, oh... <laughs> And the one with mistaken identity, which again I'm assuming is the uh, is the secret agent one. Listener Miriam says mistaken identity is the best. Please wish happy anniversary to Daniela Halstuck and Avi Robinson. Thank you, Ima and Abba. Daniela and Avi, happy anniversary to you from all of us here at JM in the AM. Oh yes, you get the big international. Uh, happy anniversary wish from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. Here's Mordechai Ben David. Try. 
rather than reject just admire and respect must we feel like strangers when we really are one so irritating like a thorny rose a generation all confused what everything goes we're right and wrongs the same even sin has lost its shame perhaps the final chapter has just begun many happy days are coming now so won't you please listen to me we will be singing dancing laughing everybody just you wait and see miracles amazing wonders like no one's ever seen before finally that magic moment we have all the way Won't you please listen to me We will be singing, dancing, laughing Everybody just you wait and see Miracles, amazing wonders Like no one's ever seen before Finally the magic moment We have all to wait Denying the feeling's low Feel the pressure, got the blues What do you know? We seek a helping hand It's so hard to understand How life can turn so vicious So absurd and
here. Private Goldberg reporting, sir. Yes, Private. What is it? Well, Major, it's like this. I heard you needed a person for a mission impossible, and here I am. Oh, good boy, Goldberg. This is a dangerous and top-secret assignment. Now, first, you'll take a jet. You'll fly at 30,000 feet, and then you'll parachute out over enemy territory. I'll take a jet, and I'll fly it at 30,000 feet, and I'll parachute out. Major? Don't worry about a thing. It wouldn't happen. I'm afraid of heights. Hmm, well, I suppose we can get you there by boat. Now, when you get to the enemy campsite, you'll steal one of their camels and ride due east 41 miles to the bridge. Let us review. When I get to the enemy campsite, I'll steal a camel and ride him due east 41 miles to the bridge. Major, don't worry about a thing. It'll never take place. I'm frightened of animals. All right, Goldberg. Uh, you'll walk to the bridge. Now, when you get there, you'll take the 100 pounds of high-explosive TNT, you'll tie it on your back, then you'll tie yourself to one of the main beams under the bridge, and when the enemy tanks are crossing, you'll blow up the bridge. Aha! Now, that's a plan. <laughs> a hundred pounds of TNT on my back, then I'll tie myself to the bridge, and when the tanks come, boom! Don't you worry, Major. And I'm not gonna worry either, because I'm not going to do it. From the boom alone, I get such a migraine. Private, Private, I, I just don't understand you. You're afraid to fly, you're frightened of animals, you're terrified of high explosives. Why did you come in here in response to my request for a volunteer? Major, I came to tell you that on me you shouldn't depend. J.M. in the A.M., one of our favorite Adar comedy segments. Uh, Private Goldberg and his uh, attitude <laughs> toward volunteer work. In the army. Before that, you heard the um, uh, Isaac Betone selection. Sama Nafshi. Shoshana Siakov by request done by Ruach. It's one of the classics for Purim. And Mordechai Ben David's Happy Days opened up the 8 o'clock hour. Welcome to a Thursday. You know what that means if it's Thursday. It means we have an amazing lineup all day long here at the Nahum Siegel Network, including Yossi Zweig and the uh, Thursday live lunch at 11 a.m. Eastern time, including Mark Zamek in the Arab Shabbat show tonight specifically. For Parshas Titzava and Shabbos Zohar specifically. Uh, and that's tonight, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, replayed at uh, 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. tomorrow, Eastern Time. So if you're in Israel, for instance, you're going to uh, wake up tomorrow morning and you'll hear the. Uh, well, not really wake up. It'll already be 10 a.m. in Israel, but at least you could hear it then. Uh, 10 a.m. Uh, Israel time, you'll be able to hear the Arab Shabbos show. All brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. And, um, again, starts at 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight. Tomorrow, Malcolm Holmline, he is vice chairman, conference of presidents of major American Jewish organizations. He'll join us for the weekly update tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. More coming up. Keep it here on the Malcolm Siegel Network.
with him Mealy here at uh, the Nahum Siegel Network. Well, would it be uh, almost Purim if we didn't discuss some massive comedy night that's happening in the New York area? Of course not. But since Purim is coming up on uh, Monday night, let's get ready for Purim with our friends at Stand Up New York. Um, this coming Sunday, March the 5th, starting at 8 o'clock, You'll have an opportunity to um, be part of a um, a comedy show that's going to feature a whole bunch of amazing and incredible comics, many of them well-known, including Dovey Newberger, who's visiting us, first in-studio guest in the brand-new Teenex studio of the Nahum Siegel Network. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. A pleasure to be here, and I have to say, I think it's particularly apropos that I'm the first guest. And the new studio. I'm glad you approved of my selection. It's, <laughs> no, it's come full circle. You know, I I might have been one of your first campers when I was a baby. And uh, <laughs> you talk about all the years that have gone by, boy. Now, now I'm starting to get to wax nostalgic, and we have we have to talk about Sunday nights of Ed. So we'll focus on that for a moment. First yeah. of all, I asked you off the air how the other uh, event. Remember, you did the uh, the, oh, the Hanukkah event, yeah, yeah. And, and and you told me off the air that it was a a big hit, that things went really well that night. Thank God. Yeah, thank God it went well. It was uh, one of the comics didn't show, so we had to make a couple last minute changes. Um, this event's a little bit different. I mean, that one was in a shul 
right. um, semi-sponsored by a shul. Right. And this one is uh, in a comedy club. But um, same goal. Just bring people together, laugh in the right. spirit of uh, in the spirit right. of Purim. Are all the comics on this lineup uh, aware of the holiday of Purim? Um, I can't say I, I fully disclose that to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so some think some some of them just think they're showing up to do a nice comic routine. Comic so routine. I yeah, I mean there's uh so there's a host and I think I believe four or five comedians. I think that four of the comedians are Jewish. One mm-hmm. is not. Originally, I wanted to call it four Jews and a guy walk into a comedy walk into a, a comedy club. Right. Um, so definitely one of them will. Show, I I can't promise he's not going to leave Jewish. Maybe we'll be Mikhaim then to the, the Megillah when it says. Uh, wow. The rov it's misyadim. Very ra- very rabbinic of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so the story is that one of the comedians, Jeffrey Asmus, a very talented young comedian, up and coming in the scene in New York City, and I was at one of his shows. Um, downtown, and I was blown away. I go to a lot of comedy shows, and I the the best one I went to in uh, recent memory a couple weeks ago. I went to see my favorite comedian. His name is Shane Gillis. He's one of the top comedians in the world right now, and he was playing with this guy. Uh-huh. Was kind of I, I don't know, but he was one of the other comedians on the lineup, and I was absolutely blown away. And when I when Eric, who's the uh, co- my co producer, who's the Israeli uh, producer, produced er- a lot of shows in stand up and why Eric Angel, yeah. His, his his real last name is Malachi. He goes by his stage that's, name is Angel. That's yeah. very funny. So he so when he reached out to me about doing a, a perm show on the Upper West Side, I said absolutely, I'm all in. But we got to get this guy. I know he's not. We'll make him an honorary Jew for the night. Whatever we got to do, we give him bar mitzvah. But he is he's out of this world hilarious. Wow, that's great. So here's the lineup. Here are some of the people that are going to be appearing with Dovi Newberger that night, this coming Sunday. Steve Marshall, Jeffrey Asmus, who you mentioned, Jared Waters. Eric Angel, again, the host, as you mentioned, and Leah Forster, who's pretty well known to this audience. And all of them together are going to uh, get everybody into the Purim spirit because Monday night is Purim. Sunday night, everybody gets to rev up in anticipation of the big holiday. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a little bit awkward because we got the fast day in the middle. So that's always fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a different type of fast day, though, because it's Erev Purim. People are like, okay, I won't eat, but it doesn't mean I'm not going to be, you know, yeah. in, in a Purim spirit already. All right, it's happening at Stand Up New York. That's where? That's downtown, midtown, uptown? Where is that? No, Stand Up, it's, uh, it's an old comedy club on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. It's a Jewish comedy club, actually. They have a lot of Jewish events. It's it's owned by a firm person. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, StandUpNY.com for tickets. I'm assuming it's not sold out yet, or am I wrong? Um, your guess is as good as mine. It might be sold out already. It, I, I don't think it is, but it, I would hurry up if I were. Those of you who are inclined to spend Sunday night really getting into the Purim spirit, we recommend Stand Up New York with these uh, six comics who are going to be together on stage, including Dovi Newberger, who continues to hone his skills and make his mark in the area of comedy. It's a special Purim show. They're calling it Sunday Club Laughs, a special Purim show this coming Sunday night. The doors open at 7, the show begins at 8 o'clock, and there is a website for tickets, StandUpNY.com. Again, that's StandUpNY.com. And as you pointed out, or I should say as the publicist pointed out regarding Sunday night's event, the comics that are uh, uh, that are on this bill have appeared on some of the uh, really well-known networks and uh, comedy channels and uh, streaming platforms. You're talking about people that are very experienced at this. Well, except, well, given the obvious exception of one of those comics, yeah, <laughs> it's it's an incredible opportunity for me to, to perform with some of the most talented comedians in New York. Um, as you mentioned, Leia Forrester, really, 
kind of took the the from comedy world by storm a couple of years ago. And she's really taken off. She's incredibly talented. Yeah. Uh, her impersonations. I don't right. know if you've ever seen sure. her. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's created a bunch of different caricatures that represent all these different uh, personas within the from world. I remember when she was just becoming Leia Foster. Um, all right. So the obvious question for you, which we did last time you were here, um, you, uh, you, you tend to emphasize some of the interesting and um, I don't want to say wacky, but some of the, you know, some of the things that only us as members of the community would likely understand that would likely laugh at, right? That, that's, that was the direction you were going in Hanukkah. Is this direction for you going to be the same? Are you using the same approach on Sunday night? Uh, definitely to an extent. There, there are bits that will definitely be geared towards uh, from people. And, and even within that, certain things that would only be unique to my life of growing up in a, in a, a rabbinic household. I always say that being a stand-up comedian is not that much different than being a rabbi. It's, <laughs> a rabbi is like a stand-up comedian with health insurance is what I say. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> and uh, I, I always see these lists. I, I'm sure you've seen this a million times. I think, I think we even discussed it last time. Lists of phrases that only Orthodox Jews would understand or that if you would say it to somebody else, they would look at you, look at you like you're completely nuts. Uh, is that going to be part of your routine again? Is that going to be a... Uh, do you have any of those that you want to toss out here for the audience to, to, to get a sample of what you mean? I don't know a particular phrase. It's interesting because with, with the hard part for Hanukkah was I was writing almost uniquely a material that was relevant to, to right. a from audience. It was and a shul crowd. What the, the challenging part is actually practicing those material because all jokes that comedians stay on stage have been practiced at what we call open mic nights, which is just other comedians right. bouncing. So there was no opportunity for me to practice that, right. whereas... Here, um, most of the material I was I was able to, to workshop, and what I found was, is that even when you walk into a, a random open mic night in New York City, you can count on at least like it's very it's very hard to find a, a total Gentile comedian in New York City. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if hard, you, hard to find that doesn't get some of the Jewish references. <laughs> right, at least one of their parents. Usually, comedians like to talk about how. One of their parents, at least one of their parents, is very disappointed in them, and you can bet that that's the Jewish parent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, and but some might argue that you know, Shabbos table, either with your family or with you know uh, other people in the community or Upper West Siders, like isn't that a good venue to it, try out some of this stuff? Yeah, it is. Just, uh, I mean. Once you, my friends, right. at, my friends at this point, like realize if I'm going a certain place in a conversation, they're like, are you testing us? Are you testing right. a bit on us? Like, so, um, so what's the, give me, give me the title or the theme of a new bit for Sunday night. Is there anything, anything you could share? So with a lot audience? of things like uh, there's a, there's a very famous comedian. Uh, his name's Ari Shafir. He's, he, uh, grew up very much in the from, from world. Right. Uh, went to yeshiva. I think he even might've started at YU for a little bit, but, um, he is a very successful comedian and he has a special where basically it's it's a room full of mixed of like of Jews, people that grew up similar to him and a lot of secular non Jews, not from people. And he kind of cracked this code where he realized if you explain anything we do as Jews to non Jews, it will be hilarious. Right. It's a great routine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there is one one bit I'm working on the end about kind of someone, a Jewish person, a from person trying to explain the story of Purim to uh to a non-jewish person and it is wildly funny if what we realize that uh some some of the things we talk about very casually oh now you piqued my curiosity 
Well, y'all, Nachum, there, there are... Uh, there are tickets available, There right? are two tickets in the front row <laughs> waiting for you and Stacey. <laughs> I'll tell you. Uh, I, knowing, knowing the way I love uh, um, uh, comics, I'll just be cackling all night because I, I just love comedy. I think it's, you know, these, that, these observations, like you just said, I mean, the Purim stuff must be hilarious. I can only imagine, you know, how you're explaining bringing food to people's homes, uh, you know, and things like that. And well, yeah. The, the delivery service that's going on all day, you know, et cetera. And, yeah. <laughs> so... The day we encourage our, our kids to go from house to house ask, asking strangers for candy. Right. Yeah. And for cash and checks. Right. <laughs> if you want to extend it to those who are assigned to fundraise on Borum. That's a sore topic for me, frankly. But uh, <laughs> oh, the limos. Yeah, I forgot. About yeah, that. the limos and the camels and the and the costumes. And the the limo, yeah, but the, the limos, I don't. I, it's not even so much a part of my child. The limos are relatively new. Right. And also not really a Jersey thing. I think the limos is more of a New York thing, I think. And maybe I'm wrong. Right. I may be wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, but the costumes and the horn honking and the double parking and the, uh, you know, all that stuff. You know. Right. A lot of material. Anyway, come Sunday night and you'll find out. Exactly. <laughs> it is happening Sunday night. Best way to get ready for Purim is a special Purim show at Stand Up New York. Steve Marshall, Jeffrey Asmus, Dovey Newberger, our guest this morning, Jared Waters, Eric Angel, and Leah Forster in a pre-Purim event this coming Sunday night. The doors open at 7. The show begins at 8 o'clock, and tickets are available at StandUpNY.com. StandUpNY.com. Dovey Newberger, anything else you'd like to add? Uh, it's just a, it's a pleasure to be here as always. And give me an observation, something, something about Shabbos, Yantif, Purim, something. Give me, give me something to leave this conversation. So I'll, t- with. I'll, I'll tell you, I speak, I in my in my set, one of the things I like to talk about because obviously something that I've a big part in my life is Shaduchim. So I love explaining like the Jewish matchmaking process to to non Jews. We were just talking about Gamzu Lee last hour. That's funny. It's a new website where they're trying to match. Uh, oh yeah. Match so so stuff. one of the parts of my set is that the uh, there's a very the very the most common Shachanim will tell you a lot to go on do activities. Right. Right. Right here. And there are the, good date options. Yeah. Of what to do. And I find the most common activity that from girls love to do ping pong, axe throwing. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Really? And I think it's more than li- ping pong, more than pool. Yeah, this is their favorite activity, and it. Why do you think that is? I wonder. Although that could cause cause for a good routine right there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I I have no idea. But it's funny because so the thing I'm observing is that Shachanim will will often say like you can't go to a bar, you can't get drinks. It's not. They're not comfortable. <laughs> it's not so proper. These girls, they're not comfortable getting a tequila soda at a bar, but but they're concerningly comfortable with Native American warfare. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll throw an axe right uh, at the target, and uh, that's how they'll spend their night. So I guess there's no way to explain it other than laugh at it, huh? Yeah. So uh, that's a does that count as an observation? It certainly does. I remember back, I and mean, I'm sure you've heard all these routines. Um, uh, Mark Weiner. I and mean, this is you know now I'm really showing my age. Have I mean, you heard of Mark? No, I haven't. So he that? he was on Nickelodeon's Wienerville and a bunch of other stuff. He's responsible for um, a couple other shows on Nickelodeon. I forget. But anyway, he was just starting. He had become from, and he was just starting. We would go Saturday night to see him. This is the 1980s, mid-1980s. And the entire act was based around becoming a Balchuva. And uh, he said that he was invited. <laughs> I don't know why I crack up every time I say this, but he was <laughs> invited to someone's uh, apartment on the Upper West Side. And it's on the 20th floor, and they, you know, he didn't want to, he's a Balchuva after all. He doesn't want to go use the elevator or ask somebody to press the button and all that. <laughs> so... So uh, they say to him, get into the elevator, and when someone comes in the elevator, go up with them wherever they're going, and then continue to, you know, at least you'll get closer, right? 
So, so he says, all right, he gets into the elevator. A woman comes in with a basket and hits basement for the laundry room. You know, that's the first <laughs> thing. <laughs> that didn't go well. But then, then he says, I'm standing there on the ground floor in the elevator. And a woman walks in and, uh, and she says, where are you going? And, and, and I said to her, wherever you're going. And she goes, ah! And she runs out of the elevator, <laughs> like that type of thing. So he's describing, you know, what it's like becoming from. He's talking about how um, how he noticed after Kiddish that everybody's uh, putting jewelry in their mouth. So he would oh, to wash. So he would take his watch and put it in his mouth. He figured, you know, he wants to follow the family custom, you know, stuff like that. Just and then, of course, Marvin Silberman's, who wrote for Jay Leno on the Tonight Show for God knows how many years. Uh, so he always used to do an act that uh, included props. Um, you know, in Jewish life, like the, the, the kiddish fork that folded 400 times, uh, unfolded, you know, a few times until it was long enough to reach over everybody to grab something off the table. You know, he would demonstrate all these things with, with prop Uber. So, you know, this thing of making fun of, you know, oh, it's not a, it's not a new genre. Yeah, by, by but, any means. In fact, I admire you and others, you know, who are in this space. Because a lot of it's been done already. A lot of, and you have to think of more yeah. and more innovative ways of presenting it. And although the truth is, as our community evolves, there's always new stuff. Oh, I, yeah, never leaves. Uh, there's know, never act, a shortage of things to make fun of. Was not in the 1980s. Exactly, yeah. So there's always something to talk about. Anyway. But there are, yeah, there are so many. Like, uh, I have a sister in LA. When I go there, I meet so many. I always right. meet new. There's people in both directions. People that grew up from that found their way in Hollywood, right. and then people who didn't like came from the other angle who were in comedy and then found a Jewish community in. Uh, in LA or New right. York or wherever it was, and then um, they find themselves in the in the from comedy world kind of by accident. Well, my favorite uh, Marvin Silverman's Jay Leno story, and I asked Jay personally about this when I saw him, and he remembered it. He, he thought it was hilarious. Is that he says he's, uh, Jay would would say to at these writers meetings, he would say Marvin comes up with a new holiday every other day, <laughs> you know, uh, Passover, and then he has to take off for Rosh Hashanah. Now he thought of a new one, uh, Shasha Shasha. This is what Leno says in reference to Shavuos, right? He goes Shasha Shasha says that. I don't even believe it's really a holiday. So what did I do? Leno says, so what did I do? He says that on the next day, he's walking on the street in LA and he sees a couple of guys who are noticeably Jewish. And he says, I want to ask you a question. Is there a holiday today called Shasha They go, yeah, it's a holiday. I couldn't believe it. Marvin was not, you know, trying to, you know, trying to uh, get away with something. It was a real holiday. You know? That's like, that's, there's a, there's a moment in uh, Ari Shafir's special. That was, that was the special I was referencing before where he, uh, and you're going you're not gonna understand if you don't watch the special about why this could ever be funny. But he wants to uh, explain the rule of Batul Bashishim. Oh gosh. To a room full of non Jews. Oh, Which we should just explain for those listeners. Uh, something is uh, I guess dissolved, right? It's considered completely dissolved if it's in a it's if it's in a mixture that's 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 60, more than sixty times greater of its size. Right. And when he's explaining this, he says, let's say you have a, a pot of soup and a, a piece of pig falls in. So if it's so minuscule, and he says, and, and there's a couple from people there, and he says, watch this. He says, how, how much does it have to be? And they all scream, 160th. And he says, I promise we didn't plan that. That is so great. It was funny. I remember sometimes people are comedians without realizing they're being. People are funny without realizing they're being funny. Or those usually aren't comedians. I should say it differently. <laughs> I should say it differently. People are try, People are will say something funny, but you wouldn't expect it from them because they're not a comedian. What am I referring to? When when Senator Joe Lieberman spoke at YU, this is again back twenty years ago. So he was telling a story about. Um, when he lost the election. Well, no, he was telling a story uh, about uh, about Sarah Palin. Uh, when she was having trouble on the campaign route, 
on the campaign trail. So they brought him in because they figured she's a religious woman, you know, from religious background. He's from religious background. Maybe he can give her, you know, some encouragement of how to do certain things, et cetera, et cetera. So he said, so we're in YU, right? We're in Lamport Auditorium with a, with a thousand people hearing this conversation. And he says, yeah, I was brought in to take care of the lonely hockey mom of faith, which is, of course, a reference to the Rub's book, Lonely Man of Faith. And, and, and then he follows that by saying, this is the only room where I could say that and I actually get a reaction, you know, because, again, the yeah. context, right? He, he has a very famous story, which, is, uh, which references like a, a large genre of, of Jewish comedy, of Jewish wives and Jewish mothers, where oh. when he lost the election, here he'll always be vice president. He'll always be the second most important <laughs> right. person in, the, in this house. His wife saying, "Don't right. worry, here you'll always be the second most important person." <laughs> Pretty funny, actually. Yeah. Anyway, so there you have it. So uh, as you see, this is a topic I like discussing, and uh, we have a lot of fun with it. And I hope to be back here soon for the next one. What's going on pre Pesach? I don't know. Maybe we're going to do a Shusha Show. Who knows? Cholamoy Pesach. You could be on that on that circuit. Where you know on these uh, all these shows in the different hotels and uh, oh yeah I mean w- the whole Pesach program opens yeah. up a whole genre of uh, have think, you des- have you decided where you'll be spending Pesach what area of the globe you'll be in for Pesach well there's nothing wilder and funnier than the Newburger Pesach Seder oh really there's nothing that gives more material for a community. really yeah do the people who lead the Seder know that that they're providing a lot of material yeah really yeah absolutely and the Seder will end around what time is that. Uh, because this is one of my favorite My routines. Seder, I, yeah, everyone's Seder ends di- at a different time at the Seder. Oh, they check out at different times. Yeah. Uh, no, about, about 2.15, not it's, too bad. Not too bad. That's For me, that's late. For well, me, for me, I'm not there either, so for me, it's late. <laughs> I saw, but. But, but my favorite routine is the next morning in shul, right? Again, something that only from people would get. The next morning in shul, when one guy walks over to the other, what time did you end? 2.15 is, oh, I was 2.20. You know, it's always got to be. Yeah, I'm still going right now. My yeah. kids are in here. <laughs> Exactly. 3.30, we finished 3.45, you know. So. Right. <laughs> That's always the badge of honor who has the later Seder. Dovey, good luck Sunday night. Thank you very much. I can't wait to see you guys there. <laughs> StandUpNY.com. StandUpNY.com. Get ready yeah. for Perm, everybody. No better way than with some great comedy. And you're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. <laughs> I was ready to tell Dobie Newberger more from uh, the Mark Wiener, Marvin Silbermans. <laughs> Who else were in the old days that we used to go in here? I was ready to tell him some more from their repertoires. J.M. in the A.M. with Avramo. That was Avram Freed here on a Thursday morning broadcast. Full day here, of course, at the Nahum Siegel Network, as you would suspect including the live lunch, Yossi Zweig, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to be tuned in for that. Kedem presents the Arab Shabbat Show with Mark Zomik, 7 p.m. tonight, 3 a.m. and 10 a.m. Uh, all brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. You certainly don't want to miss that. So make sure you're uh, tuned in for that one. Uh, tomorrow morning, Malcolm Honeline, Vice Chairman, Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Make sure to join us for that presentation. We call it the Weekly Update. Again, 7.40 a.m. tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Yeshiva boys are next at JM in the AM.
Shea in the air with the Yeshiva Boys. Brand new Yisachar drawer is coming up next. And that's how we're going to wrap things up here on a Thursday morning broadcast at JM and the AM. My brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Rather with the web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Thursday here at JM in the end. My thanks to Matt Levy. My thanks to Dovi Newberger. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Have a wonderful, fabulous Thursday. Don't forget. Plenty of great Thursday pro- Thursday programming coming up. Charlie Harari is next at 11 o'clock. It's uh, live lunch with Yossi Zweig, 7 p.m. for Mark Zamek in the Arab Shabbat Show, brought to you by the wonderful people at Kedem. Check it all out and have a great Thursday. Till tomorrow, Malcolm Sugo reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.